Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the It Is What It Is podcast powered by the Riot Report. My name is Josh Klein. I am managing editor of said Riot Report. Today, midway through the week uh, after an eventful week, uh, Panthers lost to the Chicago Bears uh, on Sunday, but Monday and Tuesday, their facility has been closed uh, due to a unconfirmed positive test for uh, for COVID-19. And then uh, a little bit later, they placed guard Michael Schofield on the COVID reserve list. Uh, and you could draw your own conclusions about whether or not that unconfirmed positive test was then confirmed. And then uh, yesterday, Wednesday afternoon or morning, uh, they placed Joey Sly and Trent Scott on the COVID reserve list. Again, that doesn't mean that they necessarily tested positive. They may have just been in close contact with somebody that was infected. But the reality is, is the Panthers now have four players on the COVID reserve list. So you'll hear Matt Rule talk a little bit about that. Uh, Also, three of those four players are offensive linemen. You'll hear Matt Paradis talk about uh, whether it's kind of a reality check that it that it um, that it happened in their room. And uh, we'll also be hearing from Robbie Anderson and Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, You'll hear a lot of talk about Teddy Bridgewater's time in New Orleans. I don't know if you know, but he used to play for the Saints. So did Joe Brady. Joe Brady was there, too. Uh, It's kind of an ongoing storyline that you'll hear about uh, echoed through the Matt Rule press conference, through the Teddy Bridgewater press conference, and likely tomorrow through the Joe Brady press conference as well. Uh, But the reality is is that the Panthers have a division game uh, on Sunday against New Orleans Saints. And so uh, it's going to be an interesting one, and I'm excited for you to hear from Matt Rule, Matt Paradis, Teddy Bridgewater, and Robbie Anderson right here on It Is What It Is, powered by the Riot Report, coming right now. Preston, uh, Coach, we always appreciate your time. I- I'm curious how you think, how beneficial you think the contact tracing has been for your ball club as you still have been able to continue to practice uh, through some of the issues that you've had recently with COVID-19. I think the protocols and the contact tracing um, uh, provide us a, a scientific, um, a, a scientific uh, way at looking at um, anybody that could potentially be affected by um coronavirus and um, um, provides, you know, some context as to who, you know, how we can best make sure we, you know, block the chain and cut the chain, um, keep keep any cases that happen isolated to um, th- those people. So I think it's been really good. Um, Dr. Gritter, Eddie Levins, Sean Padden, all the people here, I think, do a great job. All right, let's go to Steve Reed and then Steve in Toronto. Hey, Matt, uh, just to wonder if you can give us uh, the weekly update on uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, there was a report out there that said um, uh, he wouldn't be playing this week. Could you uh, tell us for sure what uh, what you think from that, uh, you know, from Christian's angle right now? Do you know? Yeah, as of, you know, I don't think he'll be available as of right now. I mean, if something changed, but he, you know, he didn't practice today, so I'm, I'm not anticipating him playing. Coach, uh, Saints week this week, and this has been a pretty intense rivalry over the past decade or so. I want to go back to when you were a player at Penn State and you had to play Pitt or if you were on the Giants and they were playing the Eagles. Uh, how exactly what goes into a big rivalry game? And is there any is there really any utility in reminding players, hey, this team doesn't like you, you don't like them? Um, I, I'm, I, I, I don't subscribe to that very much. Um, you know, I think sometimes in fact, emotion gets the better of you guys end up um, playing outside themselves and doing, doing those types of things. Um, um, you know, there's an, you know, normally if there's some sort of a rivalry, um, you know, you hear about it so much that that's reinforced, you know, I, I'm just trying to get our guys just to play really good football uh, this week versus a really good team. So, um, I'm sure, you know, um, as, as our guys hear things, you know, different things go through their mind. But at the end of the day, I want them to lock in on what we're doing and and uh, the, the great team that they're playing against. All right, let's go to Mike Solarte and then David Newton. Thanks, Preston. Coach, good to see you again. Uh, with Joey being on COVID, where are you at with kicker opportunities for this weekend 
I know that Joey Charlton's got an opportunity to kick if needed, but it, that may not be option one. So can you update us on that? Yeah, we're, we're you know we have a couple things lined up as you know possibilities. We're just gonna you know kind of wait through Friday and, and monitor it and see um, see what the best option is. Um, so you know it's just uh, at this point I'm not sure you know which direction we'll, you know we'll go. We'll just monitor the situation and, and see um, uh, you know see, see see the best available option. If I could just follow up based on the way I understand the COVID, and I know that you can't talk specifically about certain things, but. It, it seems like there's a chance that Joey could actually be active this week. Yeah, like, like, that's why I said. You know, we're gonna we're gonna monitor it and see see uh, see you know see see what happens. Thank you. Hey, man, David. Again, we we talked Monday about how you wanted to get back to kind of a normal situation. Were you able to go full pads and do everything you wanted to do to get that physicality back? And, and how big is that for you to get that back? Yeah, we, we, we went, we just got off the field. We were in full pads. We were physical. Um, they had a great, uh, they had a great outlook. They practiced hard. They practiced physical. Um, you know, I think for us, you know, we just had to get, get back to our roots a little bit. And, um, um, I thought they did it well. So, uh, the, the, the schedule was changed a little bit, you know, as you know, we didn't practice at 11, like we normally do. We practice in the afternoon as you know, just to, give the coaches some time in the morning after having been home for the last two days. But, um, but our, our guys were locked in and, you know, hopefully, hopefully it, it translates, you know, uh, up front uh, this weekend. All right, let's go to Phil Orban and then Miles Simmons. Matt, what, what can you do without a kicker, without your kicker that you're going to have on maybe on Sunday there uh, at practice and, and how does everybody else kind of work around those challenges? Um, you know, we got, you know, we got Joey, we got other guys that can do things, you know, we, we, we practice, um, you know, the, the field goal PAT team that they're independent of, of the actual, um, of the actual kicker and, uh, um, kickoff wise. I mean, we, we can just shoot a, a jugs machine or have Joey kick. So, or Joseph kick. So uh, I thought we got a lot of good work done today. Hey Matt, uh, I know you didn't have Curtis Samuel on, on Sunday, but they just said he, he's limited. How was he doing and how do you anticipate things may shake out with him this week? You know, I, I I don't I don't know that I can be um, you know I can look into the future too much with with Curtis. You know, he he got out there and practiced a little bit today. He was limited. Um, you know, we'll see uh, we'll see how he responds tomorrow and see how he feels and uh, see you know see. I think to me it'll be a day by day thing to see if he can get ready. I think the thing with Curtis is we're not going to rush him. So if he can you know if he can go well, you know great. But if not, we have a lot of confidence in the other guys. Go to Joe Person and then Jason Huber. Matt, you talked about not being all that big on rivalries, et cetera, but with the number of Saints people, or former Saints people, I should say, that you have on staff with Joe and on the roster with Teddy and Eli, et cetera, is this sort of just kind of going to be a natural rivalry and even, you know, kind of with, with personal connections? Sean Payton was telling us that, a week or two before you got hired, you were there, you know, at their facility, of course, with Baylor. Yeah, yeah Coach Payton talked to our team at Baylor, did a great job. Um, Jeff Ireland's a great friend of mine. Um, known him since I was a young, young assistant coach. He's always been good to me. Um, uh, almost got hired one time at, at, in New, at New Orleans years ago before, uh, before Coach Payton. I thought I was I actually quit a job because I thought I had a job at the Saints and then got called back and said I didn't have it. So had to go back in and beg for my job, but um, yeah, you'd have to ask Joe and Teddy and uh, and Eli, you know, how they feel. You know, for me, um, I think I think history tells most of our guys that when they're playing someone that they have a really strong connection to, they they start doing different things and they don't play their best. So um, um, I hope I, I mean I hope Joe that they just lock in on the process and try to have a great week. Um, but you know, but you'd have to ask them. For me, I'm I'm doing everything I can each and every week to be the same guy every week. I think that's the key to being a great team is just being the same team each you know week in and week out. And I think as we look back to last week, we weren't you know I think we got away a little bit from from our process for for many different reasons. And you know I think we're just trying to hone back in on you know being who we are. Hey Matt, uh, Jason Huber with WFNZ. I'm I'm wondering and how as 
as much as you're able to to talk on it with Teddy Bridgewater in your offense going against uh, you know defense and offense. How much have you guys? I mean, we ask about this whenever there's a player going against a former team, but especially with the quarterback, are you able to kind of pick his brain? And especially with the Saints defense that he knows very well and the offense that you guys have similarities there, how much are you able to to kind of figure out from Teddy Bridgewater and other guys from New Orleans here? Well, I mean, I think, you know, Joe, Joe being there, um, you know, obviously he has connections um, to them um, having worked there. So he, he's able to provide some insight. Um, but, you know, it's, you can't take his brain and put it into, you know, the other guy's, you know, body, you know, body. So I think every, every coach and player kind of has to, like, go through their process. You know, the defensive staff, you know, they can ask Joe a question here or there. But I think they have to kind of go through their process of watching the tape and uh, studying the opponent and studying who they are right now. And, um, um, you know, uh, same thing for our offense. So I, I, think, I think those connections, you know, they, they probably matter for us. They also matter for them, you know. So, um, you know – Sorry, I'm stuck. I'm stuck trying to articulate. Like, I, it, it's unique, but it, it it can bog you down if you get too caught up in it. I just think our, you know, our guys. You know, I really believe football comes down to the team that plays the best. So, if uh, if if we just go out there and do our thing and 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 practice well and play well and have a good plan, I think we always give ourselves a chance to play well on Sunday. And um, so the connections are there. Um, and I, I know it's a great storyline. I know you know you guys will follow up with those guys. But for me, like. You know, I just want our guys to go out and, and, and do our thing, especially coming off of last week. You know, um, you know, last week we didn't play, you know, we didn't play our brand of football. We didn't play our style of football and still had a chance to win versus a very good team. So I want us to get back to, you know, playing our style of football. All right, let's go to Josh Klein and then Sharon Thornton. Hey, Matt. Um, <clears throat> obviously, you guys placed Justin Burris on IR. Um, and Sam Franklin was his direct replacement on Sunday. I was curious what your thoughts were once you've watched the tape on Franklin. And do you plan on him being uh, almost like a just slotting right into that Justin Burris role, or is there something new that you might do with him? Um, I mean, yeah, we have a couple different uh, personnel options. You know, obviously, obviously I'm not going to – I don't want to tell everybody, you know, say out loud what we're doing 100%, but I have a lot of, I have a lot of uh, confidence in Sam. Um, since since day one of training camp, he has flown around and played at a high level, played really well on special teams, played well on defense. And when he got in the game the other day, you know, he got in. I mean, he's a guy who can cover. Um, you know, we've, we've thought about playing him at corner at times. Um, so I uh, have a lot of confidence in him, uh, a lot of confidence in, in uh, Miles. We have Kenny available. Um, Chin's played safety. Um, there's, so there's a lot of different avenues that we can go. Um, but but when it's Sam's turn to play, um, I, I I know he'll play well and he has to play well. You know that's the thing I that's the thing I make sure you know I keep telling our guys and, and they all get it. You know there's a there's a standard of performance. You know the coaches have to put you in the right position, but you have to go out and execute and play well. And doesn't matter where you got drafted. You know doesn't matter how many years you've been in the league. You have to go play and play well. And so um, I, I have full confidence in Sam. Hi, Coach Sharon Thorsland. Um, when you look at Drew Brees, I mean, obviously he's been um, an elite quarterback for for so many years. When you look at him, what what makes him so good, and why has he been able to um, keep his career for so long? I think many things. I think he, he knows what's going to happen before it happens. Um, you know, he knows. You know, he sees what you're going to do. He knows where the ball should go. He knows the timing. He knows the spacing. He gets it out. Uh, he plays so fast. As a result, he's a fearless competitor has elite pocket movement, tremendously accurate. Um, he plays in a great system, um, and uh, he's a winner. So I, I think all of those things allow uh, someone like uh, Drew Brees to be the best of the best for such a long time. And, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'm, uh, I'll, I'll consider it an honor to be on the field with him. Let's go to Elena Getzenberg and then Skylar Callahan. Hey, Matt, I was just curious if you could, um, what happened? When did Keith get hurt um, during the game? And I guess just any, frust not frustration, but just, you know, having to put him back on IR after he was back for one game. Yeah, well, heartbroken for him. I mean, um, he worked so hard to come back. And uh, it, it was at the end of the game on a special teams play. And, um, you know, if you, if you knew, you know, if you know him, maybe you do. I mean, if you, if you know him, he's – such a high, high, high character, high, you know, just 
really, really great guy. He got in the game and did some really good things um, for us. So for him to get hurt, you know, just, you know, I know it crushed him, it crushed me, but I know he'll be back. Um, you know, he'll be back. But, uh, yeah, just just uh, special teams play towards the end of the game and hate it for him. Hey, Matt, you guys activated Kenny Robinson this week, and I know you can't go too much into detail about what you want to do with him, but uh, just kind of what do you expect from him? What do you like about him? And really going back to the draft process, what stuck out about his game in particular? Well, you know, um, he, he's, 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 he's a, a young guy that's got a lot of potential. He's got tremendous uh, ball skills. You know, you go back and look at his XFL tape. He intercepts the ball, has a good feel for the game. Um, he, he, has, he has learned how to practice. Um, uh, he's, he, he's a guy that, you know, the, 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 the more he works off the field on his body, taking care of himself, learning the system, practicing at a high level, you know, the, the better player he'll be because he has all the natural uh, gifts and skills. And so he's been patient, you know. I mean, he, he, he's been on the practice squad. He's, you know, he gives a great look. He's a competitive guy. He's a tough guy. And, um, you know, now, now he'll be out there. So, um, you know, what, what exact role he'll play, I'm not sure yet. But, um, but uh, you know, I, I have confidence in him. And um, uh, I think this is good. You know, I hate seeing Justin go down, but this is a good opportunity for uh, Kenny to, uh, to, to grow and, and um, uh, to hopefully take the next step as a player. All right, guys, let's go to J.B. Ricks and then Steve Reed. Hey, Coach, J.B. Ricks here for Spectrum News One. Um, I just wanted to ask you how you're dealing with the frustration of everything that we're dealing with with COVID and just how this is just a, uh, an everyday process where, where everything is changing every day. Um, I, I know there has to be frustration that you're dealing with, with this being your first year coaching in the NFL and not expecting these type of obstacles. How are you dealing with this on a, on a daily basis with everything changing the way, to, the way it does? Yeah, I just turn on the news at night and I see people, you know, I see people on the front lines battling. I see, you know, I see people, you know, losing family members. I think I said the other day, I just lost one of my closest, dearest uncles to it. So um, when I think about the fact that, you know, as however many people, 140, 150 people come in here every single day and we, we practice and we're here all day together um, and we've been able to manage this um, to a degree of, you know, um, a, case, you know a, a guy on COVID reserve here, a case there, the, the job that the people have done. I'm, I'm so beyond grateful because, you know, you, you see when you turn on the news, you see, you know, throughout the world how hard this is to stop. I mean, it's a virus, you know, we're not talking about, you know, we're talking about a virus, you know, so like, so I try to just put it in perspective and context and, you know, I'm all, I'm all locked in on today, but, you know, if I ever give myself a chance to take a breath, I think about like next year, and, it, you know, if we get past this, it not being like this or maybe later in the season or whenever it happens or two years from now and being able to take off my mask and talk to someone face to face and, you know, go out, go out to dinner, you know, ha have someone over for a meal. I mean, those are the things that we haven't been able to do as a team. And yet our team has battled. I mean, we're in a place probably where not many people predicted us to be. And that's a credit to the people here. So I try to remain grateful for everything that everyone here is doing to try to help the Panthers and put things in perspective and try to find the positive, you know, like I, I worked from, I worked from home Monday, I worked from home Tuesday. Um, you know, I didn't have someone knocking on my door every 30 seconds, which happens, I can promise you. And I was able to really dial in and watch tape. And, and, and so I'm just trying to find the positive. So, but make no mistake, I can't wait for this to be over someday, but um, I know people working in hospitals and, 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 and places like that, they, they, they feel that way, way more than I do and they deserve to. All right, guys, we only have time for three more. So let's go to Steve Reed and then Joe Person. Finish with Jonathan Alexander. Matt, I'm writing something on uh, Robbie Anderson today. Um, what was it that about him that you know you had a, you had passed with him, but that you thought he would fit into this offense? You know, he's kind of had that reputation as that deep deep threat, but um, you know, in this in this offense, it's more of short routes. And what what made you think that he could fit into this offense? And do you think he shed that label of being that just that deep threat. Yeah. And I'm, and I mean, uh, you know, this, I don't, I, I always, I want to make sure I say this right away. I just, I don't pay attention to labels and I, I don't pay attention to, um, you know, like, you know, those things that are out there because they're out there for everybody. I, I tell our team all the time, everyone's going to always try to label you as, Hey, you know, you can't run, you can't run short. You can't throw it deep. You can't play the run. Like, 
I just try to, I try to watch the tape. And when, I think when you see the tape, you see a guy that's, um, that did all those things, um, at his last stop. And I knew from college, you know, having him that he could do all those things. And, and then I said, you know what, well, you know, well, let's have Frizz look at him because Frizz, you know, has been an NFL player and coach. I mean, he knows what he's looking for. And even though he'd coached him and then I had Joe look at him um, and Joe had no history with him and, and the same thing. So I think we have such a good thing here amongst our coaches of does he fit our system? And then, you know, obviously the pro scouts and, and Marty looked at him and they saw um, from their perspective. So I just think having a lot of different people, you know, not allowing group think um, you could see evidence that he could do all these things. Um, and just, you know, just try not to pay attention to, you know, um, you know, the, you know, what, what people say about guys and instead just watch the tape. And, um, and even now, I mean, he, he, last week, you know, he got deep a couple of times, you know, he can get down the field, but, but, um, he's fearless and he's got great, you know, ball skills. He's got great body control. And so, um, you know, I, I felt I had a lot of confidence coming in that he would do just what he's doing. Matt, I'm sorry for not knowing this, but are you guys able to bring Kirkwood back a second time off IR? And would you expect him to have a shot? What was the second part of the question? What I expect? I'm sorry. Do you think he and Burris both have a chance to play again? And I have one more very quick one. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate talking about the rules because it's just not right in front of me. Um, but I, I don't think we can bring a guy back a second time this year. Um, um, I, I don't anticipate Keith um, coming back, you know, just, you know, re-breaking that, you know, I think it'll, it'll, it'll need to heal and have a full, t- full off season. Um, Burris. Yeah. Burris certainly um, we, we hope we'll be back. And, and then just quick, did anything you guys are sort of doing contingency wise this week that are kind of unique? I know you've got a guy like Hartsfield anything that's just kind of uh, just, you know, doing your due diligence from a contingency. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we have guys like Hartsfield that, you know, we, we, we built a team this year because of COVID um, that had people backing up at different places. So, you know, Hartsfield could always help us. Um, you know, P.J. Walker was active last week. You know, he had a good week of practice, but also, you know, he's a guy that can play tailback. Um, so, you know, we try, to, we try to have all those contingencies out there. Hey, Matt, um, hope you're well. Um, I just have an offbeat question. When you first uh, did your background on Derek Brown, uh, I'm just curious, what, what stood out, even if it was something off the field? Um, so I watched Derek when he was at Auburn. Um, just in the middle of the year, I was watching – I can't remember if I was watching Auburn LSU or – I think it was Auburn LSU. I was just watching, you know, like on a Thursday of a game week, just watching – I wanted to see what Auburn was doing because they were playing a little of the three-down stuff that we played, and he was just dominant. So I had his name in my brain and then we went to the senior bowl and uh, Marty arranged for him to come in and, and just sit down and meet with us. Um, and, you know, I listened to him talk and I listened to him talk about his coach, you know, uh, coach Garner at Auburn um, defensive line coach, well-respected man. And I listened to him talk with, you know, with the reverence with which he talked about his defensive line coach. And I listened to him talk about, how much he loved the game. And it wasn't, you know, rehearsed. I didn't feel like it was rehearsed. Um, I listened to him talk about why he came back. But I, I, I'll say it again, just listening to him talk about his D-line coach. Um, it was like, it was almost like an, an emotional conviction. It was like, wow, this guy's one of us, man. I mean, he, he, he cares about people and he cares about his coach in such a deep way that I was like, well, you know what? I would, I would do anything to coach that guy. Um, cause I just believe in loyalty, you know, and, uh, um, um, you know, I, I would like it if you went back and talked to most of the guys I coached at Temple and Baylor, like even if they'd always didn't like the things that I did, that, that they would, that they would feel, you know, a, a sort of a closeness to me and maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, but I would want that as a coach. Right. And that's how I felt about guys who coached me. And so listening to him talk, man, I was just like his, his football character just, rocked me it was the first guy as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers I had a chance to talk to and it rocked me and I was like then I talked to other guys and there were a lot of other great guys but no one ever had that same moment I remember Marty and I walking out we're like well Marty 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 was like you know we'll never get him will we I said oh my goodness no I mean he you know I thought you know I thought what were the chances that it would work out that we would get Derek and it, it did and um so that's why you know uh, when we had a chance to take him, I was a thousand percent on board because the physical tools are there as I had seen earlier, but 
there's there's something about his character and what what, his, what he's made out of in his football character that I'm, I'm going to tell you uh, in all seriousness. I'm not going to say I became emotional, but like it like it it, it, it like affected me. I was like, this guy's this guy's special. Hey Matt, uh, Jason here, with WFNZ. Hope you're doing well. With the f- three guys now on the offensive line, we don't. I mean, I know no one's confirmed whether they've gotten it or, but you've had to have gotten it or been exposed to it. Just seeing this kind of happen with a few of the guys in your position group go on the reserve COVID list, has this kind of been a little bit more of a you know like a reality kind of set in? Like you know, hey, this is you know this is a, a real thing. Kind of, you know, is there any kind of being scared of it at all? Any of that kind of set in with you guys right now? No, nah, man. I mean, the protocols uh, protocols are in place for a reason, and we're following them. And um, I mean, just in any season, guys guys get injured, guys get dinged, guys go down, guys got to step up, and and that's that's where we're at. All right, let's go to Joe Person and then Mike Slarte. Matt, as you saw this, the COVID stuff throughout the league, did you figure it was just a matter of time? I mean, it seems like this is going to touch all of us, every team, you know, every league. And what was your reaction uh, the last couple of days? Yeah, it's been been interesting, an interesting month or whatever. I don't know how long the, the, it's been kind of hitting. But, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. It's a, it's a new – and what's the term novel? We don't understand it. And, you know, we're just rolling with the punches. Whatever happens, happens. And we got to react and, and get ready for Sunday. Hey, Matt. Uh, as you look ahead to Sunday, provided things stay as calm as they can be now, you, you, you face another divisional opponent. What have you seen from the Saints? And as you kind of focus on a little bit of football, uh, and trying to get back on track because it, it seemed like the Bears did a lot of things to kind of hamper the things that you guys wanted to do last week. So, um, what 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 question are you? What, what sorry? What are you seeing? <laughs> what are you seeing from the Saints? And what do you learn? What did you learn from last week that you can apply this week in in trying to beat New Orleans? Yeah, I mean, New Orleans is a is a we we know what they are. I mean, they, you know, they've won a ton of games. Very experienced. They play very fast very aggressive they're they're uh, attacking defense so you know we've got to uh to play our game and 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 uh you know be that that offense that we have been and uh yeah i mean i'm trying to think of you asked about chicago um yeah i mean it just we did not play to our standard last week and that's that's something we're we you know we watched the tape and we learned from and um, we use that to to get better this week and, and, you know, try to springboard off of that into Sunday. Thank you for sifting through my poor question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to uh, David Newton and then Josh Vaughn. Hey, Matt, David Newton here. I wanted to ask you, especially with these unusual times this year, and I was wondering, what's, what's unique about Matt Rule's coaching style that you haven't seen from any other coach? That is a hard question. <laughs> um, they don't have to be easy, so go for it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm not. I don't. Uh, I'm not going to like you know compare coaches, but I just really appreciate his uh, his his. I mean, it's his willingness to to be, whatever happens on the fly. Like we're we're ready for whatever. Nothing bothers him. And uh, he really kind of has a presence that, you know, we're going to get the job done no matter what. And that, that uh, flows through him and flows through the whole, whole coaching staff and players, I think. And, and that's really – I really appreciate that because there's some, you know, things that we don't fully understand and can't control going on right now. And it just – and so that, uh, that presence is – I really appreciate that. And how has that helped, especially during a pandemic when you never know what's coming next? Yeah, I mean, just – to, to reiterate what I said, like, it just, it really, uh, I think it can help calm myself and, and everyone down and just like, Hey, you know what, it, whatever, whatever pops up, whatever adversity pop is thrown at us, like there's nothing you can do about it. Once it gets there, all you can do is, is react and, and improve and, and focus on, 
uh, our opponent this week and, and winning this week. Matt, uh, you said that you guys didn't play to your, to your, to your standard of football uh, on Sunday. Is there something that you can, um, that you can help as a veteran, one of the, one of the older guys on this team, which is weird because you're not that old. Uh, can you teach to, to the younger guys that you can learn from bad games that, you know, you can take that it's almost not a good thing to have a bad game, but you can, you can yeah. use that to your advantage going forward. Yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, that's usually not a problem. <laughs> I, I mean, most guys have played a lot of football going clear back to, to whatever age group they played in. And, you know, that's, I think that's just human nature. When you lose, you get checked a little bit. And it's easy to refocus. The hard part is is being able to refocus guys when you're winning and stuff. So, you know, we're, we're focused. We're, we're grinding. We're getting better this week. And uh, um, and we're excited, man. It's, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> All right, let's go to Elena Getzenberg and then Stacey Bales. Hey, Matt. I was curious. I mean, I know COVID has been a thing all season long, but when just on a personal note, like mentally, when it impacts your room like it has, you know, over the past week, is it hard at all to keep your focus like on the game? Like when there's so much going on, like how do you stay focused on preparing for Sunday? Yeah, I don't I haven't I don't think it's as far as like, you know, distraction. I don't really view it as that distracting. The sad part about the nature of football is there are injuries all over the place, no matter what. And then, yes, COVID is new to us, and we don't we still don't understand everything about it. But um, just the nature of our sport, there's going to be guys going down and guys being getting called up, and a lot of a lot of movement and shuffling. So it's not a you know, no one's in like panic mode as far as I would as I, I would say. Matt, I'm just curious. You guys had won three in a row, and you go through the Bears game, and, and now Teddy's going to see his former team. Um, what's How would you describe his his leadership coming off of a loss this week and sort of the mental focus, understanding the type of leader that he is? Yeah, I mean, he's, it's just, you know, we've got – we had to – we lost last week, and we've got to reset and refocus. And, you know, Teddy's a very uh, collected and, and sharp guy. Um you know, mentally, and and I appreciate the leadership that he brings to the whole team and to the offense. What's been harder, if I may follow up? What's been harder, just all dealing with all this COVID stuff, or you know, the football aspect of it and trying to win football games? <laughs> that's that's a, and I don't know how to properly compare those because I mean, because football is like a constant that's always there, so mm-hmm. it almost feels like an and situation, not an or situation. So, you know, it's added to it, but, like, I mean, it just kind of is what it is. We've just got to – everyone – every team's dealing with it. Every team – every city, every – you know, the whole world is dealing with this. And, you know, we've just got to uh, do our jobs and, and, and really focus on this week. Thank you. All right, guys, we only have time for two more. So let's go to Miles Simmons and then finish with Josh Klein. Hey, Matt. Um, what – what do you guys have to do to start running the ball? <laughs> um, you know, it, that's – there's no uh, just like – if it was if there was an easy answer, you know, it would be fixed already. Um, it, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of factors. And, and I think the main thing is we just need to execute better on, the, on those – in those uh, on those downs in the red zone, um, we can't let ourselves get in in you know in third and longer, and that you know that's going to factor into it. But really, on those in those scenarios, we just need to up our execution levels and our attention to detail, and understand that you know the defense defenses usually play it differently in those scenarios too, and and we need to be, to be able to adjust on the fly and 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 be able to to convert those situations. Matt, I feel like we've probably asked you this at some point over the past four or five months, but it's pretty pertinent this week. Um, there's no crowd at the Superdome. What's it, what's, where does that rank usually in terms of places to, you know, call out protection, silent counts, things like that. And then what kind of a difference is it when they're, you know, when you can hear what's going on on defense and, and they can hear you. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, – obviously no fans. It's a much different environment. You don't have to go on silent cadence. And, and um, you know, it's – you don't have to be four inches away to hear Teddy talking. But there's it brings up other problems as well because there's no crowd noise. You know, the defense can hear us and, and we can hear them too, but – so there's ways too that it can kind of bite you, and that way you have to you have to cover some of the way the way you talk, like the way that I talk at the line of scrimmage. You have I have to be a little bit more careful about it because that's in the past at away games the crowd is the crowd noise is rolling like the defense can't hear what I'm saying, so it doesn't matter what I what I'm saying. Um, but now you have to be a little bit more covert about what you're saying. But I'm rambling here. I don't remember the basis of the question, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 an interesting situation with no fans, but um, yeah, I mean, like, there's really nothing to be to be done about it. We're just gonna go in there. We played. We've done it. Before. Our week one was no fans. I don't know if we've had any other weeks with no fans, but that doesn't uh, affect us getting our job done. I think there are three thousand fans. So I don't know if that makes a huge difference. Okay. seventy thousand. Yeah, but. Uh, where does it? Where does the Superdome rank? Because you obviously you guys were there last year. I'm sure you've played there in the past. Yeah. In terms of noise on the field. I mean, as far I don't know the decibel levels, but they they're rocking. It's a loud stadium, and and the the it's a very active fan base. I think that's a like, you know, there's big stadiums in college and the NFL that are quiet, but um, very active fan base in New Orleans. I'm sure they want to be there. I would rather we had fans there. I, I enjoy that environment, but um, it's the world we're living in and and uh, glad we're able to have even 3,000, but um, just, just uh, adjust and overcome, I guess. Eddie, do the Panthers and you and Matt rule this new regime, do you all need a rival? And are the Saints kind of a natural one, given all of the cross-connections with you and Joe and Eli and everybody? I mean, honestly, um, that's not something that we're really thinking about. Um, New Orleans just happens to be, you know, the next opponent on our schedule. And we try to take this thing one week at a time. So, um you know, we're not looking into it as a rivalry or anything like that. You know, it's you know a divisional game. You know, it's, it's an important game. It's the most important game because it's the next game. Teddy, how how much have you, if at all, kind of worked with the the defense this week? Knowing, I mean, you know the New Orleans offense offense well. How, have you worked with them at all? Kind of given any advice, things like that this week so far? Um, you know, those guys on defense. Um, have a we have a group of veteran guys who who play some ball in this league and you know they know how to use their resources so um you know we've just been doing a great job of just trying to communicate you know with each other uh different things um each week you know you play an opponent and you may have a guy on the roster who played for the the team that we're playing who may be able to give you a little insight but at the end of the day you know we still have to just go out there and line up and play Let's go to David Newton and then Miles Simmons. Hey, uh, what's your favorite play that you ran in New Orleans that you've been successful with here? Um, that's that's a tough one to answer. Um, you know, we have different plays right now that we're executing well. Um, we have some plays that you know uh, we want to be better at, so it's, it's kind of tough right now to answer that question, but. Hopefully we can just, you know, look in the mirror at ourselves and, and try to continue to figure out some of the things that we can do better. Hey, Teddy, have you guys been able to put a finger on, you know, something in the red zone that, you know, you guys have uh, – have you guys been able to identify, sorry, something in the red zone that you know you can improve on and get better this week to start scoring more touchdowns? Um, no, it's just executing, you know, the plays that we call um, alignment, assignment, you know, detail, um, that's pretty much what it is. Um, and just give ourselves a chance, whether it's, 
you know, giving receivers a chance to make plays, tight ends, running backs. So, you know, uh, we just want to find different ways to get these guys, you know, going when we get in the red zone and score touchdowns. All right, let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Steve Reed. Hey, what's up, Teddy? Hope you're doing well. I may have asked you this before, um, but what is probably the biggest thing you took away from your your time at New Orleans? Um, there's a couple of things. Um, I think the biggest thing I said is just uh, trusting your process and, and staying committed to your process. Um, you know, I watched a group of guys there. It's easy to point out Drew, but, you know, there are other guys on that team, uh, Demario Davis, Alvin Kamara, um, Teron Armstead, those guys who had, you know, routines and you watched them commit to their routines for 16 weeks plus and, and you realize, wow, you know, a lot of those guys were all pro and, and, and doing great things in this league. So I think, you know, from just, you know, staying committed to your process and, you know, at the end of the day, having fun. Um, you know, my two years there, you know, those guys, they played the game, but they had fun doing it. Um, they smiled a lot, you know, was never really uptight. So uh, that was some, some key things that I took away from my two years there. Teddy, uh, you've been asked about Robbie Anderson before, but I'm going to ask you again. You know, what, what is it about him that you, have, you feel, obviously you feel comfortable throwing the ball to him. What is it about him when, you know, you line up in the huddle that, I don't know, there, there's something there that, you know, you guys are connecting? You know, I honestly feel comfortable throwing the ball to all the guys on his offense. Um, you know, Robbie's just a guy who's, you know, been able to make some plays for us. Um, these guys made plays at different points throughout this year. Um, you know, so Robbie, whenever his numbers call, he's been making plays for us. Uh, he's a guy, like I continue to say, he's all ball. Uh, he comes in to work into the facility, doesn't say much. You know, he's just trying to find different ways to get better each and every day. All right, let's go to Elena Getzenberg and then Stacy Dales. Hey, Teddy, I was just wondering, you know, after the game Sunday, you talked to us about how, you know, it was kind of humbling the loss to the Bears and you guys need to execute better. I was wondering so far this week, how do you feel like, you know, you also have mentioned in the past learning from the losses. How do you feel like you guys have responded in practice so far, you know, practice today and just the offense kind of learning from what went wrong on Sunday? Uh, I definitely feel like it was a great response um, today out in practice. Uh, you can feel the guys' energy. So um, I think guys just understand that, you know, nothing in this league is going to be handed to you, you know, um, no matter how well you're playing, you know, you, you continue to earn respect each week, but at the end of the day, you know, you still have to go out there and take certain things. So um, today, you know, the energy was there, guys were flying around and you can just tell that, you know, guys want to get back to winning. Hey, Teddy, just on a, how are you doing? I'm good, and you? Awesome. Um, just on a call with Cam Jordan, um, your buddy, just said he can't wait to hit you on Sunday. <laughs> I have a follow-up question, but what, what are your thoughts on that and, and sort of that freight train coming to get you um, and the relationship you share and then just that defensive front? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be fun. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, he, he doesn't get the opportunity to hit me. But, um, you know, it's just, you know, that's a great group. Um, you know, I had an opportunity to spend some time with them. You know, that defensive front, linebacker, secondary, got nothing but respect for them, you know, that team and the organization. Um, you know, I understand that, you know, they have some guys who, you know, I may have been off limits towards when I was there for two years. But, um, <laughs> you know, we just want to just go out there and just play the game where we know how to play and you know, not get caught up in the moment. Uh, just make the game, you know, what it is and respect our opponent. Just my last question, if I may, and thank you for the time. Um, you've mentioned a couple times the vision that Sean talked with you about often. Um, if you could just elaborate on that, that would be the awesome. I think it's a fantastic story. You know, um, it, it's one of those stories um, where you, you hope you never have to you know, share. But it was just, um, you know, when I was a free agent um, after the 18 season, you know, Sean had just talked to me and, you know, he just so happened to be in the Bahamas and we were talking and, um, you know, he just told me, man, you know, he had a vision for me um, and, you know, to trust that, you know, if before I make a decision, just hear him out, you know, and uh, his vision was just, you know, if you're not going to go somewhere that's, you know, 
going to guarantee you some security, then trust me, you know, you pretty much come back here and within a year from now, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you'll be, you know, right where you want to be. So, um, you know, that meant a lot to me. You know, uh, he showed me that, you know, he really wanted me there. And uh, I'm just, you know, forever thankful and grateful that I had the opportunity to cross paths with him. Thank you. All right, guys, we only have time for three more. So let's go to Luke Johnson and then Amy Just and finish with Josh Klein. Hey, Teddy, long time no see, man. Hope you're doing good. Hello, Luke. <laughs> hey, uh, you, you mentioned it when you were talking about what you learned in New Orleans, uh, just about, like, having fun. Um, I think that's probably what, what we remember you for down there. So was that something that you, you had to kind of rediscover there after the injury specifically? And, um, and you know, how important was that for you just as a person in general? Yeah, I definitely uh, rediscovered that uh, when I was down there. You know, at first I thought, you know, as a young guy, you had to be all serious. And, you know, there's a time where, you know, you have fun. There's a time where you turn it on, you know, be able to turn that switch. And I think just being there, you know, I said last year, you know, um, that I, I found, you know, that joy again, you know, um, in just playing the game. Um, you know, at first I thought it was just all business. But it was business because that was the mindset that I had. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to just – be, you know, around that culture and just see guys have fun, you know, playing football opposed to making it a job. And uh, that really did, you know, a lot for me. Sorry, I forgot where my mute button was. Hey, Teddy, long time no see. Um, uh, so you spent the 2018 season with Joe Brady. Um, how much do you think that helped, if at all, uh, jumpstart that chemistry between you two and now allowing it to grow uh, again? Um, I think Joe and I both benefited from, you know, that 2018 season. Um, you know, he was the guy drawing cards, running the scout team, and he was also the guy teaching me on the fly. So I think, um, you know, that 2018 season really, you know, gave, you know, Joe the opportunity to really teach, you know, as well as, you know, uh, run the scout team. So um, Joe was a guy who, who, you know, spent numerous hours with me. He would forward me emails of the, the installs at 2 o'clock in the morning and, you know, take notes, you know, in, in, in the coaches' meetings and send it to me. So I think, you know, he was just grooming himself, you know, without even knowing. Um, and now he's here at this point, you know, as office coordinator to Carolina. So I think uh, that 2018 season was, was huge for, you know, him as a coach and me as a player. And one follow-up, if I may. Um, the homecoming for both of you um, this weekend is going to be a little different considering there are only 3,000 fans allowed to be in the Dome. How weird is that going to be just knowing how uh, – wild uh that crowd can be and it won't be there yeah i'm actually happy about that um <laughs> you know i know how loud that fan can that fan base can be um you know they love their saints but um hopefully you know it's just you know one of those deals where we could just make it all about the game um and not about everything on the outside um you know, like i said it's our most important game because it's our next game so um we just want to go in with the right mindset that, you know, we can't try to, you know, prove a point to anyone. You know, Joe can't try to prove anything to Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. I can't try to prove anything to anyone. You know, we just got to, you know, play the game the way we know how to play it. And that's, you know, the brand that we've been playing in Carolina. Thanks. Hey, Teddy. Uh, sorry, I was getting a phone call. Very popular. Um, uh, I was curious when you're in New or when you were in New Orleans, did you guys consider the Panthers your rivals? And do you consider the Saints the Panthers rivals now that you're in Carolina? And then I have one quick follow up after I mean, honestly, um each week, you know, it was a different approach to each game when uh, I was in New Orleans. It wasn't really one of those deals where it felt like, you know, one team was a rival. You know, it was just hey, you know, these this is the next team that we play that's on the schedule. They're all nameless, faceless opponents. You know, you just got to go out there and execute. Uh, and then have you gotten a chance to ride your bike a lot recently? And which city is better for biking? New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So I haven't uh, really rode my bike here. I left my bike at the, the condos that I was living in in New Orleans. But, um, you know, I've been riding around on the little bird scooters and, and lime scooters and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I'm just happy that I'm, I'm here. I have the opportunity to be here. And in Charlotte, it's a great city. Um, so we got some great weather today, actually. Uh, felt like summer. But, um, no, um, no, I'm just thankful for, for the journey that I've been on, you know, the different stops that I've made. Uh, I'm just thankful, and I'm very grateful. I'm gonna lower my hand, but let me ask you a question anyway, Robbie. Um, what's it? What's it been like for you? Um, you know, to see your success and to see people recognize you for your success this year. Oh, uh, I mean, <clears throat> now I, I keep my head down, you know, keep working. But you know, I think I feel personally it feels good mm-hmm. to me, um, like knowing that what I'm doing is contributing to, like, you know, us winning and adding on to things like that, that that's, like, what kind of, like, really feels the best to me. I mean, I've always been confident in myself and always known <clears throat> what I'm capable of in a sense and, you know, always knew what I was working towards and know the work I put in is kind of what I, what I get out. But it feels good to, like, you know, have, like, great, great players around me, you know, it makes me a better player as well. And, to like be in this situation. I'm just real thankful. Right, let's go to Steve Reed and then Sharon Thorsland. Robbie, we've talked to you a little bit about this, but do you feel like you have you've you've finally shed that deep threat label that you are more than just a guy who can burn and, and be defensive X deep? Have you do you feel like you've shed that that label now? I mean, I think I think that's kind of been a little obvious in a sense, and but I still think that I'm still like still a deep threat too. You know, I just think that I've just been able to show that I'm an all-around receiver, which I already, like, was already kind of knew about myself. But I think, you know, it's just the play calling, you know, opportunities and things like that that lets me show otherwise. Hey, Robbie, when you um, look at the Saints defense, I mean, obviously they've got some some – pretty stout guys back in that secondary and up front. And what do you see to those guys defensively and what kind of a challenge do they pose for you guys? Uh, you know, they're, they're a good defense, you know, fast defense, you know, physical. And, you know, that always come with your A game no matter who you play. Let's go to Josh Klein and then Phil Orbit. Robbie, what did you get at McDonald's? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't make it, though. I had something else to eat. I, ain't, I, I didn't even eat it, to be honest. Um, all right. Well, that, that, was my, uh, that was my first question. My second question is um, uh, against, a, uh, against a tough the, – the Bears were – they almost seemed like they were such a hard-hitting defense. Is there when, – when defenses make big hits early in the game, does that change the mindset of a wide receiver at all? Um, I mean, that can vary. People I know, me personally, you know, I know this a uh, physical game, you know. So for me, it, I'm always on, I'm always on my p's and q's in a sense. So I know if they catch you slipping, that's that's gonna be the result, you know. Do you almost just a quick follow up on that? Do you almost like it when when they're when the other team is kind of talking a lot and and is very physical? I mean, I expect every team to be physical. To contact sport and stuff, but when they talk and things like that, I don't really pay that too much mind. I chit chat a little bit, mess around, joke around, but I don't really pay it too much attention. Like defensive players, they can do that a little bit more. They don't gotta. They more they react and they kind of do things like that to kind of get in your head because they know you're thinking. So I don't, I don't really get too caught up in all that. Hey, Robbie, I know you talked before about the value of, of the work you and Teddy put in in the offseason in Florida. I'm, I'm wondering um, how far back does that relationship go with Teddy? And then how important is it to have a personal connection between a quarterback and a wide receiver, not just on the field, but, but off as well? Yeah, I think, I mean, 
the better the better your chemistry is off the field, I think that that makes your chemistry on the field that much better and you know the trust and you know it just makes it that much better on the field in a sense and being able to relate to him on a day to day basis on a personal basis you know you know I think it makes things a lot easier for us playing football let's go to sorry go ahead Phil yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Rob. Just how far back do do you and Teddy go? Because I know you guys are you're from the same area, right? Do, do you like when? Do you remember when you first met him and and when you first got together? Um, well, like we played against each other in like seven on sevens back in like high school and things like that, and then we were with each other, played against each other one time, maybe two times in college, and then when he was with the Jets. All right, let's go to Skylar Callahan and then Steven Toronto. Hey, Robbie, Skylar with uh, Sports Illustrated. Do you feel like your confidence is at an all-time high right now, just the way you've been playing? And then, you know, I don't want to go into how the Jets use you or anything, but do you feel more free in this offense? Like you're able to just let it let it loose now? Yeah, I think I, I feel like <clears> – I feel very confident in myself. You know, I think um, that confidence comes from the – you know the work that I've been putting in. You know that that's what I think you get, like even more confidence in yourself and things like that. And then just knowing that, you know, the players around me, my teammates, my coaches are confident in me too. You know that makes me feel better as well. And you know I just, you know, I don't really try and look back on the situation because it's over and done with. But I definitely do feel like it's obvious that, you know, I'm my role is a little different, a lot different being here. Robbie, I know this is your first experience with the Panthers-Saints rivalry, but you had a couple in the AFC East with the Patriots, the Bills, the Dolphins. Uh, obviously, rivalry games are very emotional for fans, and they get really amped up about it. But how does a player experience a rivalry, and can you? And how do you balance knowing that this is an important game with not playing outside of yourself or getting too psyched up about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I treat I treat every game like. I don't, I don't try and make any game too much bigger or, like, you know, less important. Obviously, I know in the back of my mind it is a division game. It is a um, conference game, and it's a road game and things like that. But I still take the same approach and, you know, the same level of focus, things like that. So I don't really hype it up too much. I think that's probably sometimes guys go left. They make, they, 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 they make things a little bit bigger than they should be. So, you know, I just take it day at a time, play at a time, and, you know, just handle what I can. All right, guys, we only have time for one more, so let's go to Joe Person before we wrap it up. Hey, Robbie, good to see you. Just kind of wondered what your reaction was this week when you found out the building was going to be closed and you guys had to place a couple more uh, players on COVID list. Um, I didn't put too much thought into it. You know, I just – it is what it is. I know that's the kind of like the circumstances that we're under. I understand, you know, we'd rather be safe than sorry. So, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't like really frantic or anything like that. Just probably better to do that, you know, to keep the space and things like that just to, you know, be safe. But, you know, just took it for what it is. Hear us on your end? Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yep, yep, we got you. Guys, we got Stan Franklin here. Answer questions you guys have for him. Um, let's go to Elena Gatzenberg for the first question. Hey, Sam, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Um, I guess just Sunday when Justin went down, what was going through your mind? And, you know, did you feel ready to go? And how do you feel like you did in that quarter of play you got? Um, when Justin went down, um, it was kind of like a um, – it, it was like a quick second to where, like, I was just like, wow, um, I'm really going in to play, like, an NFL snap. But, I mean, they had worked me in a little bit before that, a couple more games before that. So, I mean, it wasn't my first time stepping on the field. But, I mean, it was it was a lot of emotions, but we were um, in a tight game. So, I just um, stepped to the side, took a quick breath, and then um, went right in. But, I mean, it was just an amazing feeling. Mm -hmm. 
And how would you assess your performance now that you got to watch it back? Um, you know, it's, a, it's some things we got to grow on, you know, um, we, it was a tough loss last week, but I mean, um, I try. I was trying to learn from Justin throughout the whole game, and then I was also trying to learn from Trey. You know, just get little tidbits. But I mean, I feel like overall I did okay, but it's always room for improvement. Let's go to Josh Klein and then Miles Simmons. Um, Sam, uh, curious what your relationship is like with with Matt Rule and and how he, how you found out that that you were going to come here. Was did he call you specifically, or was it through your agent? Um, kind of, I know that's a little bit in the past, but um, so it was. It was kind of. It was. It wasn't really strange, but um, uh, when I found out that Coach Rule did go to um to the come to the Panthers, I was excited. You know, um, just because you know he worked hard for it, and I knew how much passion he had to get back to this level. Um. So when when it all went down, um, it transpired. My agent um, had talked to him, and they had talked to me along the way, and they were just like, um, "If nobody grabs you, um, we, we want to be the team that um, puts you on the practice squad." Because they already had took a couple safeties and a couple, and they also took Jeremy, which is a tweener. So I mean, they felt like they um, were just looking for like somebody extra for special teams, and I was willing to do anything to make anybody's squad really. So um, when they came with the offer, it was just like. Why not? Um, why not try to go play for somebody that I knew, that I knew, and that I had a good relationship with? And just one more quick follow-up: um, How many guys do you think that you were the backup for aside from Justin? Like, I know you've gotten kind of burned at a, a bunch of different, or a couple of different positions. Um, where do you feel comfortable on the field? Um, really, I feel comfortable anywhere. Um, these guys, our coaches, they put you in great spots. They um, teach you on all the techniques to make you learn multiple positions so you can stay ready and so you can be a more asset to the team. So, I mean, it um, every like a lot of guys back up a lot of guys. Um, so it's just like you just got to make sure that you know your job and where everybody else is going to be on the field. Sam, uh, this is Miles Simmons from Panthers.com. Um, where do you feel like you have grown the most since you've been in the league, or particularly since training camp started and you actually were able to get on the field? Um, my eye control and just being a little bit more detailed in, like, my craft and knowing what I'm seeing and being more confident, I feel like those are the things that, like, really help me take my game to the next level. Um, just – just finding talking with the coaches after practice or even like staying a little bit extra and just meeting with them, trying to figure out like little things that the vets do, things like that, just little details that like from coming from college that you may not notice and that they may have noticed or that they picked up on, like things like that, like really helped me take the next step to actually being ready and being comfortable like when they do call my number. Let's go to Jonathan Alexander and then Jason Huber. Hey, Sam. Um, I hope you're doing well, man. Um, I'm wondering when you think about, you know, where you started and then now getting this opportunity, is it crazy to think about that? Um, yeah, it's, it's real crazy because, um, I knew when I was all the times that I would work out and, you know, be in Florida and just be by myself working out and not really knowing like if this is all going to pay off, um, and just having faith and talking with my family, you know, getting this opportunity is, is one of the biggest blessings. Um, and I wake up every morning and just remind myself that this is a blessing and that I'm lucky to be even have an opportunity to step on the field. Um, so I mean, Every day I wake up and I just think about where I came from and, and where I want to go. So, I mean, those two things keep me level-headed and keep me humble. Hey, Sam. Uh, Jason Huber with uh, WFNC. I, I know that you really don't know anything different in the NFL because, you know, being a rookie. But with how different it was coming in, kind of, and especially as an undrafted guy that was just fighting to make a roster spot, and, and you're put on the practice squad, but – I mean, even though right now you're going to have more of a chance because of an injury, you still have to be even more ready because you don't know with COVID when, you know, it can happen to players and stuff. What's kind of been the that aspect of this journey so far been like for you? Um, the, um, this journey, is it, it, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but we, we try to stay, like what they tell us is just try to stay steady, um, try to control what you can control and try to be where you are in that moment. So a lot of times um, I just – I just take everything that they give me and I just run with it. So 
when I got here, they just said they want to see guys run around, play fast. So that's what I did. I wanted to play fast. I wanted them to know that I'm willing to give them all my effort and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win. And um, it's just been like a learning curve. And I, no matter what, when I have a bad day or a good day, I just step back and I just ask myself, did I stay the same as body-wise or coming in or did I bring my energy? Like things like that. I just want to be a guy that, that, that feeds the team, not takes away from the team. Let's go to Sharon Thorsland. Hey, Sam. Um, obviously, uh, the Saints are just loaded with weapons offensively. Looks like they're going to be getting Michael Thomas back on Sunday. And then you um, have Alvin Kamara. Of course, what are your thoughts on facing those guys? And what makes, um, especially Kamara, so special? Um, you know, Kamara, everybody talks about Kamara and his balance, you know, and how good he is. Um, you, you have to tackle him. Um, he has great vision, great speed. Even when it looks like he's not moving fast, he's really moving fast. And then Michael Thomas is it's just a it's just a talent that, that you have to be aware of where he's at all the time because one second he can he can catch a five yard hitch and he can take it eighty yards. So I mean he can stretch you down the field. So I mean it's a lot of it's a lot of talent out there and Drew Brees being their quarterback and constructing everything and, and being that that general back there and really helping those guys out. Um, it's going to be a lot to stop. And then you also got to worry about number 28 coming in the game and being their power back. So it's a lot of things that you got to worry about. But, I mean, they're going to give us a lot of looks. We just got to study our film and be prepared this week. You guys, we have time for one more. So let's go to Jason Huber for the last question. Hey, Sam, just one more for you. With yeah, I know Matt Rule mentioned yesterday that a, a guy like Jeremy Chin, who, I mean, he's your age, but he's someone that he's made so, such a big impact so far. And he – Rule mentioned that that's kind of helped, you know, you guys as rookies seeing, hey, if a guy, you know, our age can make this big of an impact that's helped you, what's it been like playing with him so far and seeing that, hey, you know, this is someone, you know, I want to step in and make an impact like that? Um, you know, seeing Jeremy out there is, um, is amazing. I mean, a lot of us rookies, we joke around with him, and, you know, give him a little bit of grief um, for being out there. But, you know, we're, we're like we always say, we're always living through him right now. Um, we want him to go out there and do the best. We want him to have the best season that he can have. And that really gains us confidence because when he's out there making plays, it just like you, you think to yourself for a second, like that can be me too at some point. And I just got to have as much confidence and just be on – my game like I talked with him um, a little bit this week and he's just like I just try to ask him like what's a couple of things that he does to get ready and how he'd be so confident and he just said film study and just knowing that I know my job so I mean that guy he's going to be a special player um one well he's a special player now but he's going to be real special down the league down the road two three years from now all right Sam we appreciate you taking the time today all right y'all y'all have a good day thanks Sam That's going to do it for player availability today. Appreciate it.